Episode 121. Episode 121. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with Savannah. Savannah Pryor. And we're Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because Church. Real Church. Church Matters. (laughs) (laughs) Church, Church Matters, too. But yeah, because we don't want to do church. We want to do church, church. We want to do real church. We want to do real church. Real church is like church, church. You know. But um, I'm happy Savannah's here. Let's get to housekeeping. Real Church Matters, as always, search us. You'll find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes Podcast. Listen, like, subscribe, write a review, give five stars, share with your friends and family, share with your coworkers, share with your teenagers headed to college, share with your teenagers headed to high school, share with your little kids headed to middle school, share with your little babies, some of them. You cover the ears on some of it. But I just want people to hear it. Like, yeah, that's what it's all about. So listen, like us, do all of that. We appreciate it. Follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Real Church Matters. 9 a.m., 5 p.m., I share uh, some truth. I call it two-a-days. I think the stuff just kind of stir thought and just help you in your, your meditations. So It's always a constant fight to remove distractions and keep ourselves focused on God and his word and so that's just me trying to help you out and redeem the timeline uh what else if you would like to support and give I appreciate each and every person that gives you can give a dollar a month which is twelve dollars a year patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash real church matters we appreciate all those who give if you would like to give it would be so much a blessing as always, obedience over audience. With that being said, let's get into it. <laughs> let's, let's get to it. Let's get to it. How are you, Savannah? I'm good. You're good? You're, you're, you're all right? I'm all right. It's <laughs> your first time being it's on podcast. It's my first podcast, and I listen. I'm alert. And um, I've been blessed by many of your podcasts. So. Yeah. I want to be a blessing to others, so I don't want to mess this up. So you can't mess it up. It's it's unmessable. Trust me, if I could, okay. yeah, if I could mess it up, I would have definitely done it already. But I, like I told uh, uh, Suzanne, I, like I, every now and then I have scriptures and I put them in little pockets, and I say mm-hmm. it would be cool to talk to this person or that person. And I knew heading to the. 2019 I wanted to make sure that I spent time talking and sharing with each of my siblings because it gives people a better understanding of who we are and our upbringing and it helps them to see that just who how how God looks God looks different God looks like women. He looks like men. He look like young people. He look like old people. Amen. He look like people that they're struggling. He look like people that they look like they got it figured out. He look like everything in between. Mm. He looks like it all because, uh, you know, that's that process. That's the process. So, episode twenty one, we're gonna talk about death. We'll talk wow. about death. And I thought it was cool because you know I've been thinking a lot about death and. You had a near-death experience. I had quite a few near-death experiences. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's definitely a topic that um, is heavily on my mind. Really? Yes. um, You know firsthand that I've come near death maybe three times knowingly, Mm -hmm. and only God knows how many times unknowingly. Yeah. So share share it. Um, One time... Uh, I was in a really bad ATV accident. This is the nearest, uh, the, the, the one that's um, quite new. I was in a really bad ATV accident in another country. Mm-hmm. And I broke my femur. And typically breaking your femur here in the United States... You get to the hospital, they put a rod in, and you're great, and you're back to real life. But this happened in Mexico, mm-hmm. and I had to undergo surgery in another country where the FDA is not there. Yeah, <laughs> it, It's a little different, and it was a very s- 
scary experience. However, God was there with me and he gave me peace throughout this process. And God knew that I needed that time. I needed that time away from all the other distractions in my life mm-hmm. to draw me closer to him. Yeah. And how do you feel like having those near-death experiences have shaped your perspectives negatively? Well, negatively, I'd say that if I don't stay covered, stay connected to a source, I find myself being very um, scared, uh, apprehensive, um, which most people in the natural will call it PTSD. PTSD, yeah. Um, where you wake up and fear overtakes you and you don't, you don't have any control over it. It just consumes your very being. Yeah. But I notice when I'm connected to the source, that source being God. Yeah. He gives me peace and I'm able to sleep soundly yeah. without any um, distractions or um, waking up. Yeah. And this is why I like that. Because I was trying to figure out a way to describe this scripture. I'm mm-hmm. always trying to find the best way to teach mm-hmm. something. And so you have the scripture, Romans 8 and 1. It says, there, therefore, there is now no condemnation that in them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the, the spirit. spirit. And the way that God was helping me understand it is, because the scripture that comes after that is, that we should no longer conform to this world, but be transformed, transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we are living sacrifice, mm-hmm. that we're brand new. Amen. And so I was like, man, this is God showing us how to get over a near-death experience. experience. Wow. Um, Another opportunity of being a near-death experience would be when I lost my son. Mm -hmm. And as I'm grippling trying to deal with the fact of losing my son and the process of giving birth to this son, I then am almost close to dying. Yeah. You lost a lot of blood. Yes. as, As my husband was dealing with, you know, mourning the loss of our son, he then had to get it together to deal with how he was going to handle losing me. Yeah. And immediately they kicked into action and started a blood transfusion. You know, we don't have control over things that happen in our lives, but one thing we do have control over are whether we're going to accept what God allows. And by accepting what God allows, we accept him into our heart, into our mind to to just comfort us and to give us the ability to walk through whatever challenge we may face, being able to walk through it with God, oh, it makes all the difference. So the reason why I love this is because just as much as those near-death experiences kind of showed you how ever-present death is, Mm -hmm. how at any turn and at any moment, could be your last. Mm-hmm. And you've seen how something that was a joyous occasion, a special thing, could turn into the most tragic thing. Just or that quick. That quick. Or you having fun riding an ATV. This is your vacation. Mm-hmm. This is year you've been looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you wish you almost never did it. Absolutely. It creates this PTSD. I want people to understand that condemnation is PTSD. Mm. Condemnation is the PTSD that comes from living this life. life, from just living. Like you said, you didn't ask for these things. No. Sometimes we, in our high horse as Christians, can look at people dealing with the world's PTSD, mm-hmm. and we can say, nobody told them to do that. Nobody told you to go and drink. Nobody told you to do drugs. Nobody told you to sleep around. So the things that you're dealing with, You deserve those. Mm -hmm. But in all actuality, they did not ask for it. We were born and shaped in iniquity. I like how you say that because during the process of dealing with these things, the enemy, which is the flesh, will tell you that you deserve to have these feelings. You deserve to feel sorry for yourself. And in the process of feeling sorry for yourself, it then comes with resentment. It comes with all these things that aren't within Housed and embodied in a person that loves God. I love how you just said that. Because 
literally with all the things that you just touched on are things that embody or housed in condemnation. Mm -hmm. When you talk about fear, anxiety, regret, shame, anger, anger, (laughs) resentment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These all the, the, the these you've gone through traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. near death experiences. We don't know when we operate in this world without God, like mm-hmm. you said, how near death we are. So near death that we exist in a realm where the thing there are traumatic things happening to us. They don't just break femurs; they break hearts. Yeah. They don't just break femurs; they break spirits. They don't just cause us to lose children. They cause us to lose sanity. Mm-hmm. This is the condemnation that comes from being in this world, in this flesh. All Savannah did was go to another country and try to live life. Mm-hmm. And in the context of her living life, doing no one any wrong, no one any harm, she life experienced happens. what life presents because life is a war zone. Amen. Life has bombs that drop out of nowhere life presents to us things that we never expected to deal with and he says you got to understand there is no condemnation to them that are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit so this near-death experience you had literally called for you to die amen daily because a part of you has to disconnect from flesh in order to no longer deal with the PTSD that comes from flesh. Amen. That's the that's the part that people don't understand. I think a lot of people feel like like they are not experiencing post traumatic stress because they don't see life as its own traumatic mm-hmm. experience. They see broken femurs as traumatic experiences. They see the loss of children as, as traumatic experiences. They don't see something as simple as just living. Mm-hmm. As a traumatic experience, I think that when you go through those things, you just become more attuned to the fact that this life is temporary. It's temporary and is as dangerous at any turn in any corner as anything you could ever be in. Absolutely, I, I look at it as a war zone. You know, um, with those type of life-altering situations which they do become life altering. Absolutely. You're every day coming to the mind play of, oh, you know, I pray that everybody is okay. Yeah. You know, when you be- prepare for travel, you know, many people prepare with excitement. You know, I prepare with uncertainty. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? You know, and I'm constantly in tune with Lord, direct my path. Yeah. Lord, give me give me direction. Give me, give me, give me the 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 know the knowledge to know how to move, when to move. Yeah. You know, you wake up with the mindset, Lord, all I desire is to please you. Direct my steps, yeah. Lord. Because it gets it gets scary when you see the curtain pull back. Mm-hmm. You you see that no matter how great your intentions are, how good a person you are, we do not. We are not excluded. Christians are not excluded from life. <laughs> Absolutely wanna, not. That's, a, that's a, a, a note. If you're taking notes and stuff, you are not excluded from life just because you're in Christ. What happens is you're excluded from the traumatic experiences Amen. that come from life when you are in Jesus. Amen. You know, someone um, stated when I, I use what I've gone through as a testimony a way to encourage other women who may be experiencing the same uh, a loss of a child or yeah. or at the at the crossroads of, um, of life of life you know i share what i've gone through yes it becomes an area of vulnerability but it's god's testament that he actually carried me through it yeah. and i'm in my right mind because this is what people have to understand it's not minimizing you to explain that no matter what you go through you have just experienced life. I just experienced life. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we package these things up and we say, you know what, I want to go and talk to people who lost a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's good. But people need to understand, you want to experience life. How you experience it is different to each of us. Mm-hmm. But one thing about it, it'll leave all of us 
full of PTSD. And the way you experience it will determine your relationship with God. And that takes us to what we want to make sure people understand is that that condemnation that you feel, that stress and that traumatic experience and how it weighs on you Mm -hmm. just from living. I'm not talking about because, like I said, we we look at certain things people go through and say they deserve. But I tend to think that no one deserves to go through anything because we should have compassion on them like Christ did because they were born and shaped into something that they did not know what the consequences of it would be. We were born and shaped in iniquity and iniquity is traumatic. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. And we are, we are susceptible to a world that has traumatic experiences of all shapes and sizes. None of us are protected from. And the only way to deal with them is to disconnect from the thing that affects is affected. That's our flesh. Amen. When you you just talked about, you said, now when I do things, I stay connected to God. I talk to him. I pray because I'm trying to connect spiritually, even though my flesh has to go places. Mm, I can't absolutely. hide in the house. Absolutely. I got to go to work. I got to live. Have to. I have to raise a child. I have to send her to school. Absolutely. Without being with, with the fear that somebody could open fire and shoot up the school. I got to go to work. Yep. And my husband got to go to work with the fear that he could rub, bump into the wrong person. And they could blow him away. People don't want to think about this stuff, but this is the world we live in. Yes, and it becomes a reality of how fragile life is when you've had a near-death experience. And if you don't know how to digest it, we have to digest it by removing flesh from it and connect with spirit. Connecting with the spirit is the key. So the scripture that goes with this is John 3.19 says, And this is the condemnation. The, that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Mm. And so when we talk about condemnation, condemnation is the response to darkness. Yep. It's the response to darkness, not just the darkness we do because he says men love darkness, but the response to people who are victims of darkness mm-hmm. with, with condemnation befalls on people who have experienced rape, molestation, <laughs> people who have experienced you've been robbed at gunpoint. Yes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We are the not only the purveyors of darkness, but we are the victims of darkness, victims of darkness. in many ways. And he says the light has come into the world to help to fend this off. And a lot of times I'm sharing this because a lot of people don't know how to deal with the darkness of life. You, they look at the news and they see Donald Trump talking and it's just fear pure, overtakes them. It's pure unadulterated darkness mm-hmm. and fear overtakes them. Anger overtakes Anger. them. Resentment overtakes Resentment. them. Hopelessness overtakes mm-hmm. people because they're connected to Donald Trump. They're connected to the culture and what's going on. They're connected to the mass shootings in their flesh and not in their spirit. You know, it's funny you say that because I noticed that a lot of Christians are also oh, that's what we fall, talking to right now. Falling yeah. prey to, <laughs> falling prey to all those things that that are that are being um, seen on TV, and you know, and your air gates are always being replenished of all the dark that's going on. And, it, and if you're not replen- you. yeah, if you're not replenishing your spirit, he said, renew your mind daily. It you affects know. you. And here's the thing, Savannah. It affects you how your experiences affected you. Mm-hmm. It made it so you lost sleep. I lost a lot of sleep. It made it so there would be times where you panicked. Mm-hmm. There were times where you struggled with anxiety. Absolutely. Times where you would just cry. Absolutely. Do you know what I'm saying? Times where you would just be frustrated. These moments that we deal with mm-hmm. are no different. Because we're experiencing this world and it gives us the same response. It gives us the same response. Same response. When I lose my job, when I lose my child, when I lose function of, you you, you had to be in a cast for a whole year. A whole year. A little over a year. Uh, yeah, it was a little over a year. Um, I was out of work. Uh, I'm thankful that I, my employer, I do have insurance um, because <laughs> yeah. it would have been a, an, an additional weight. On my household, but I had to relearn how to walk. I had to do a lot of things over. Yeah. Um, and the process was frustrating. However, we we don't have control over how God's story goes. 
you know, we're on this ride and he's the pilot. Yeah. You know, when we try to take over the driver's seat, we, we tend to mess things up. But I see God's way in everything, everything that transpired. I love how you said that. You see God's way. He showed you his way. I want people to understand when you're dealing in this dark world, God's way is in it. But you need his light to see it. Yes. It's not that he brought his way. His way was always there. And I, and I welcomed his way. You welcomed his way. That's what he means when he says, the, that light is come into the world. Savannah allowed the light in her life. When other people faced with traumatic experiences, isolate themselves. And then they cover themselves in darkness. They remove the opportunity for light to come in. Because that becomes comfortable. It's comfortable. Mm -hmm. Once you're in it, it's hard to get out of it because you don't see hope. Mm -hmm. You don't see a way. The way's right beside you. Absolutely. But you just can't see it because you're not letting any light in. Mm -hmm. You can't see what God is trying to give you. Scripture that goes with that, John 8 and 32, he says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. free. The thing that sets you free from that bondage of darkness, the condemnation of post-traumatic stress syndrome, is his truth. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Like The, the, the simple thing that people don't understand is why, is why is it important for me to go to church? Why is it important for me to read my word? Why is it important for me to pray? Why is it important for me to surround myself with individuals that remind me of God's truth? It's because when I allow that truth in my life, it sets me free from what life and the experience of life have pressed me down in. Well, you know, I was listening to one of your previous podcasts and it's like, what are you feeding yourself? If only thing you're feeding yourself is your your mental capacity and you rethinking all the situations you've gone through and then then your ear gates are taking in everything that's transpiring in the world meanwhile you should be focusing on listening to the word listening to things that build up that spirit the spirit of god people who and this is why i'm sharing it in the way i'm sharing it uh not so much to minimize what you went through but to use it as an opportunity to let people know Wow, I feel like she felt having never gone through what she went through. Because I mean, you you talked about me being robbed at gunpoint, but yeah. that's that was that was one of the situations. One. I've had several yeah. situations where I was, you know, close to God. Only one second, you know, and then my life would have been gone. Yeah. Being robbed at gunpoint I had no business being where I was. I was operating with the wrong mindset. You know, I'm thinking I'm no longer in Baltimore City. You know, there's no danger lurking here. You know, I get off of work and needless to say, I was at a car wash at 10 o'clock at night. We all know 10 o'clock at night, you shouldn't be at a car wash. Well, I had stuff spilled in the car, so I needed to get the stuff out. But anyway, I was robbed by four young men. And if you've ever been robbed before, if you don't know what that face looked like, everybody becomes that face. Every person that you encounter becomes that person that victimized you. So only God got me through that. Yeah. I think that's it's so deep because one of the reasons why we need to be free Mm -hmm. is because if we're not free from the bondage we're in, we begin to invite everyone connected to us in that bondage. Just as simple as you saying Every black face looked the same. Every black young man looked like. I didn't say that, but I do feel that when when people when I hear the news and, you know, and sometimes I hear young men talk and say, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not this. But sometimes it's hard. It's hard to disseminate when you've experienced trauma. Yeah. When you've been victimized. But it's no different. You know what I'm saying? That's important for us to understand Mm -hmm. because trauma influences and informs our interactions mm-hmm, absolutely it just does it's hard for us to say we christians and we're not dealing with the traumas that we're going through because we can't operate in freedom internally then we invite others to condemnation we invite them to condemnation hey why are you treating me like that i'm not the enemy you are 
in 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 the the lens of trauma that I'm stuck in. Absolutely. You are. You are. That there's husbands that's like, man, I don't know what I did wrong, but my wife is just so angry. She's not angry at you, but she's not dealing with her trauma. She's not dealing with the condemnation that comes from just living life. Living life and she has to put on that new lens. And their home has to be that new lens. That only comes when we realize this is just this podcast is just sharing with you. Uh, if I had to give it another form, it's just trying to share, show you how important it is to allow Christ in your life Absolutely. because it really allows you to be free from the condemnation that comes from just living life. Something as simple as me being sick, it, it changed my demeanor. Mm-hmm. It changed my patience. It changed my ha- my happiness quotient. I, like I really just hated everybody. It just it's like I, I didn't. I, I'm sick. Like I don't care what you think. I, I'm not happy. I'm. I understand how that feels to people who are sick and terminally ill and chronically ill. I understand what that goes through. But you have to understand, you can't live there. The truth can set you free. Amen. You can't, you, you get frustrated with your circumstances, but you can't let your circumstances overtake you. Yeah. It, 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 it just overtakes you to a place where some can't recover. Can't recover from the trauma. Yeah. All the things that you experience. However, when you tap into the source, you know, I filled my home with worship music. Worship music was playing from the start of the day to the end of the day. And if I wasn't listening to worship music, I was listening to a sermon, a podcast, anything that allowed me to reflect on God. Yeah, it might seem like it's oversaturation, but if you experience trauma, life-altering situation, that's what's needed. That's what's needed. And this is the the powerful thing. It's like, I, I know even as I watch you walk, I know that your gait is not the same. It's not the same I'm so happy that you can walk now But I know that you'll never walk The same again Every every stride Is is calculated It's calculated Yeah, And I think that the reality is That when we go through these near death Experiences We choose what dies We choose what dies Because something must die People always act like you know With near death experiences they're like you know what? I survived. You did, but something died. That Something died. I want to be more than just surviving. Absolutely. I, I want to be more than just I survived that. You know, I want to be an overcomer. Goat takes us to John 8.36. He said, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. indeed. The indeed is saying you'll be more than even the expectation of freedom is to you. You'll be more than the definition of freedom is to you. You will be undoubtedly free. Not just the fact that Savannah made it through a traumatic experience in the sense that she's here. But Savannah has made it through that experience in the, in the sense that she is whole. I'm whole. We want to not just be here. That's surviving. Mm-hmm. We want to be whole. We want to be whole. And, and, it's, and I'm not whole forever. It's a daily renewal to stay whole. Yeah. It's not some like magic pill that you take and it, it, it just, oh, that's a 72 hour pill. No, no, no. It's something that you got to, you got to embody every day. Yeah. Every day. You, it has to be intentional. Yeah. It goes with, he says in Romans 6 and 7, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Amen. So you're constantly putting a part of you to death mm. because it is the reason you stay near death. death. Absolutely. I don't think people understand the reason why we are constantly in a near death experience is because we are too familiar and too close to sin. Amen. We're too familiar and too close to to flesh. Mm -hmm. We're too familiar and too close with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we're as near death as you were in that ATV. We're as near death as you were with those four young men holding a gun to you. Because the real thing that constantly is causing us traumatic experience is the most, the greatest danger we'll ever face, which is ourselves. Born, shaped, and iniquity. In sin. 
And so I'm trying to compare them and connect them together. And I thought it would be perfect to have you here for it because a lot of times people don't understand it. I wanted them to take a peek in your world or what it feels like to be in a near-death experience and understand, oh my goodness, sin is is just as traumatic. It's just as traumatic. Leaves me just as as main. Changes the way I walk. Amen. Messes me up. There's certain choices that I made in my sin that have changed who I am forever. Mess me up. Change the way I walk. Change the way I deal with women. Change the way I deal with men because it's traumatic. And many people continue because of the shame that, that's presented, the shame that's presented, and they feel like they only deserve being near death. Yeah, then because they don't realize they don't have to. Something as simple as you could have blamed yourself for saying, I sh- you know what, I shouldn't even went on a trip. I did blame myself, actually. I blamed myself. I blamed every, every decision made during that trip, but I reminded myself that it, I need to accept what God allows. And with his allowance came a lesson. It's, it's your choice whether you're going to learn the lesson. Something, something that, that can help somebody right now. I could never in, get injured on an ATV if I was never on an ATV. ATV, you got it. But not being on an ATV only stops me from being injured on an ATV. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, and not to mention, I would never... Be on the ATV, right? Uh, that, that that's so far from my yeah. from my personality and character to even be on the ATV. Yeah. So that was the whole joke of it all. Like yeah. that is so out of my character. But that, that's the reality. Is like I can't run from the reality of un, the unpredictable nature of life. Mm-hmm. Just same way I can't run from the realities of sin. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is choose to not allow the realities of this world to conform who I am in God. And that's all that's all we're saying is like uh, Savannah shouldn't wake up every day regretting her decision. She has to move beyond the decision and make another decision to not live in that decision. I'm so thankful um, because in the process of before I made that trip, yeah. I was making decisions. I was, you know, decide, oh, I'm going to leave my job. You know, I came up with a game plan for the for the next year. Yeah. I learned a lesson in that, you yeah. know, that I, who am I? Who am I to uh, etch God's time out? You know, making decisions of where he think I should be. Yeah. So I think that that's where... I love that you're kind of guiding me right through these scriptures like this. But Romans 6 and 18 says, being made free from sin, I became the servant of righteousness. And what that's what you're saying. You're saying, man, sin ain't what I thought it was. Sin is just me dictating my life. Dictating my life. And I'm free from sin, but not free from dictation. I'm now allowing God to dictate my life. I'm allowing him to dictate what I do and what I don't do. And that is where our freedom comes in. Amen. Our freedom comes in there. I, if I allow God to dictate my life and I end up still with a broken femur, it, it feels better than me dictating my life. Amen. And ending up with the same thing. It's, that's what suffering for righteousness sake is. Yes, Lord. Because everybody's trying to move in a way where they think righteousness saves them from suffering. And that's not true. No. Righteousness saves you from suffering in vain. Yes. Righteousness, it, it kind of gives you, I don't know if you've seen what an air tube look like or something like when you're thrown overboard, mm-hmm. your life, life, life jacket or yeah. something. That's what that's like. It, it, it cushions the fall. It, it presents you with just a, 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 a comfort. Yeah. It's all the the stress and all the fear and all those things that uh, go along with living, but it's not the same consequence. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I was scared, but I, I started to realize like this jacket's on me so that I can go through it, surviving alive well, 
but I still got to go through. Amen. You still, still got to go, go through. I still got to get up and go to work. I might get in a car accident. You know what I mean? I, 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 was, I was switching car insurance. And they, I was like, I'm trying to switch because it's so hot. And they say, well, I, I don't know if you know, but the accident you got in, I say, yeah, the accident was nothing. Like, the lady's car was fine. Mm -hmm. She had no injuries. We agreed on that before she left. They was like, no, she actually took bodily injury and all this other stuff for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I didn't have a say in that. I, I, I will, how would I fight that? That was your security blanket, your insurance. I, I, I wasn't protected from her ill intent. Mm -hmm. But I, I, she still had ill intent. But I, I, I was protected from the full weight of it. Absolutely. It's like I, we're not protected in the sense that nothing bad's going to happen to us. But it's the the pain of it is minimal, in the sense that we will be able to have a better perspective. That perspective is the vest. Yeah, absolutely. About. I look back and. You know, I rejoiced. I, I am forever grateful that God actually protected me throughout these life-altering experiences. That it yeah. didn't. That it didn't take me. I, I keep going back to the mind thing because when I lost my son and when I lost the ability to have more children, I, I, I that that is something that hard to to receive. Yeah. You know, but God actually guided me through that process of my life, through that time of my life where many would have stumbled. And, and I'm so thankful. I'm thankful, too. And I'm telling you that one of the things that with everything that happened to you, with every new thing, I was like, will she make it? This, this, this is too much. This, this is... Will she survive this? And so I love what you just said. And I think the scripture that's fitting with that is he says, Galatians 5 and 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Amen. It's not the fact. I can't control what Savannah has to stand mm -hmm. in. But I can pray that Savannah stands in it with liberty. With liberty. I can pray that she stands in it with the freedom of knowing that God has made her free, even though she is not free from that suffering. Amen. He, 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 there's things that you have to go through. There's things that I've had to go through. But people should be praying that this person stand in the liberty of it. Liberty of what? The half of the other scripture helps us understand. He said, be not entangled again with the yoke, yoke of bondage. bondage. This thing that weighs on us, this thing that presses on us, this thing that, that, that causes us such pain. He said, you, like you just said about your mind, your mind should no longer be entangled in it. To be to suffer but not be entangled mentally in the suffering is the liberty. It's the liberty. That's the liberty. Amen. It's to be able to say, Savannah went through that. And she, her mind was not entangled in that. It's been how many years since you lost your son? It's been six years. And Savannah's mind is in the present and not still entangled in 2013. Amen. Because Amen. it's that so like when I'm, I'm distilling it in a way where people can understand. Because what causes schizophrenia and bipolar and a it's lot being of these, attached to the trauma. The trauma, which does not grow mm -hmm. and progress. It stays where it was. So fresh. So you have 40-year-old women who talk in a baby voice. Because the psychologists say they're stuck in the trauma of their childhood. Mm -hmm. And they, can't, they have disassociative disorder. Not because they're two different people in a sense of two personalities, but they're two different people in the sense of two periods of their life. Mm -hmm. You're going to say like people aren't really understanding what it means when it's talking about manic depressive. This person who's manic because they all of a sudden have this hopefulness of, of, of the future. Mm -hmm. And then depressive because they are, they are ripped from the hope of the future back to the sadness of the past. And anything can trigger it. Anything can trigger it. 
anything can make you excited about the future, and then anything can just take and remind you of the pain of the past. The vulnerabilities. The vulnerabilities yeah. of it. And mm-hmm. it causes, it, it stretches us like an old rubber band. And at any point we pop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just give us pills for it to balance chemicals. Not they really help the situation, but help the chemical response to it. I don't have anything against the pills if people need the pills, but I am thankful that God has made it so I am free. Amen. And I didn't have to take a pill. I didn't have to see a physician, a psychologist for that freedom. Yeah. And I pray that everybody can be free. Even though people have to understand, the, any one of us, and I'm saying say, do a sample source of any American, any person in the United States, I, I'll be as bold as to say the world, but I'll just stick to the United States. And you could be sample set it and diagnosed for any myriad of mental incapacities. Mm-hmm. Me, anybody else, because we are always dealing with the effects of life and not understanding that if we don't connect ourselves to the liberty of God's truth, liberty of truth, then we are entangled in all types of stuff. The Amen. older you are, the more of that span of time that you can, your mind can get stuck in. Mm-hmm. Whether it be my twenties. My 30s, 40s. my 40s, my teens. Mm-hmm. There's things that I have to constantly have to disconnect myself from. And, and that's re- dying in the flesh. Remind, absolutely. Reminding myself, Forrest, you're not 15 no more. Therefore, there is no condemnation. For those, For those who are in Christ Jesus. I cannot have my cake and eat it too. Amen. I can't be in myself and deal in the liberty of being in Christ. Mm-hmm. I can't. I have to be in Christ. As you said today, anybody that calls on that old force, they they don't know you. They don't know the The trauma Mm -hmm. and the mental incapacities that are attached to that old force. To that old force. They don't understand the jokes that I was masking, the realities of the real pain of force. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that. They just know you are funner to be around. Because I was using, like I told Philip the other day, I said, pain, anger and laughter are the same drug because they call on the same serotonin. Mm. They call, because we're literally using drugs. We're just using body sourced drugs. Mm -hmm. Serotonin is a body produced chemical. All these other drugs just play around with that chemical. The natural chemical. The natural chemical the serotonin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the same serotonin levels that spike when you have sex are the same ones that spike when you watch Step Brothers and can't stop laughing and feel so uncontrollably happy. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the same thing. The chemicals are just being dispersed at different levels and at different places and it allows us to feel euphoric. It does. And then when people are depressed, they check and they like the, the serotonin levels are like dangerously low. Mm. Like where did they all of it go? The the body is responding to the spirit. It is. Mm. It's no different than a, a you can be angry, which is a spiritual engagement, and all of a sudden your body responds. Your your palms are throbbing. Mm-hmm. You're sweating. Your head is throbbing, throbbing, your teeth are clenching. Mm -hmm. You are having a physical response to a spiritual reality. That's why he says, he said, don't let anger take over. Because this is what's happening. We're dealing in the flesh and not allowing the spirit to reign in our lives. And that's no different than grief. You know what I mean? It's no different than grief. And people want you to be normal. Your, your family don't know when it's t- the time is done. They, they almost want to ask you to cook dinner. And they're like, <laughs> oh, when is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you think about it, like, after you go through this traumatic experience, like. Oh, life, real life is there. Real life is there. And everybody's trying to be pensive and know when it's okay to command you back to old Savannah, not realizing we're dealing in spiritual ramifications and weights that aren't easily forgotten. Right. I, I'm sorry, you could take me to cheer me up. You could take me to my favorite movie. You could take me to my favorite spot. And I never know what can trigger you back to that place, even six years later. So I would be better served to encourage 
Savannah and Forrest and, and everybody spirit, else call on the spirit, to man. call on the spirit. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what someone can say. Or just the sight of seeing someone with a child. Or the sight of seeing someone on vacation can trigger. I'm thankful that I'm connected to the source enough where that those aren't triggers for but, me. And that's why, because we understand it's triggers, I pray that God is continually putting not just your husband in the right place, but your siblings in the right place. Amen. Your parents in the right place. And that I pray that people are equipped and put in the right place in my life. Because we don't know what can take us back to the those old places. Oh, and can call us back to the yoke of bondage. And call us back to being entangled like weeds in these old ways of thinking. And all of a sudden, we just in the funk. And people like, I don't know what happened. I don't know how she got here. I don't know what I could do to cheer her up. I don't know how to get her back. It's, trust me. If it was chicken soup <laughs> or some flowers. At or, this point, it really doesn't matter what the it trigger don't matter. is. No. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. And, it, and none of the things of the flesh can solve. Produce anything but the flesh. Can produce anything but the flesh. We have to stop fighting the reality that we have to submit to the spirit. We have to. Amen. There's healing there. There's healing there. I'm so happy. Um, I'm so happy I, I haven't expressed it. Um, but just what better time to express it than now? I'm so happy to see the growth and the healing. Amen. And God has a signature. I've talked about that. Amen. Today. He did. I we know what it looks like. And I was just talking to your daughter. <laughs> and when I talked to your, all of my nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. I can see who is raising them. I can see if it's their parents. I can see if it's God. Amen. I can see the signature. And one of the things why I talk to her, she's very in tune with the spirit. The very spirit that you make sure you foster in her is the spirit that sets you free to be that mother to her. Amen. Saved your life. Amen. That you was able to be near death. Amen. But you was able to be find life in the midst of death. Amen. It's the, the most beautiful thing. It's to see that growth. That's what I was trying to make sure I shared. What God was sharing to all the married people. It's like your life is the proof of love and true matrimony. Amen. It's your life. It's, you can't tell me it's a happy marriage if you're suffering alone. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's mm-hmm. sitting around like, well, you understand as a man, you know, I won't know what's going on with her unless she shares it. But in all actuality, when you're talking about spirit, it's oneness. Amen. And it, it is never a, a mystery as to what one is going through. It's never, it's just never, it's never a mystery. Oh, I just watch how God aligns people in my life and pathway, and I know it's God and the things that they say, and our marriages should definitely reflect exactly that. Absolutely. But we're going off topic here. No, 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 oh, no, 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 okay. Never, never off, oh, okay. never off. The cool thing about it is that it's this, we're, we're, we see that, this ocean of God leads to so many rivers, lakes, and streams. Indeed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm, I, I'm able to see in your children and in your husband and, and all of that, I'm able to see what Savannah has decided to do singularly of herself is what I was trying to get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? There is, there is no life in me without God. Amen. The, one of the scriptures we'll close it out with is... Romans 6.22 says, but now being made free from sin, because this is where we at now. Mm-hmm. Said so now being made free. We we done made it and we can be remarkable in the sense that I can remark about where God is taking you. His work not done yet. His work's not done. How do we know? Because that now that he saves us, he he commits us to a new work. He says, and now that you're free from sin, you become servants to God. Ye have your fruit yes, unto Lord. holiness and the end everlasting life. It's like everything you do now is about producing fruit. It's no longer about trying to make sure your root your your roots are, 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 are mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Your roots are good. 
Savannah has, no matter what has happened, she's planted her roots near the water. Now we move from roots to branches. Amen. And we're looking at the fruit. That's why I brought up about your daughter. She is a she is a branch on your tree. And so what I see in her is a testament to your roots. Amen. Because we don't get to cheat nature. Mm-mm. You don't get to pluck a fruit off of your branch and glue it on the hers and say, look what, look what I did to my daughter. She is the product of your roots. If you're not rooted and grounded in your faith, you will see it in everything you're connected to. It's a product of me relinquishing my will and doing the Father's Because the crazy thing is, Savannah, none of us want to be planted by the water. <laughs> but it's a everyday demanded action that we call for. And there's so many people that are in my life and I can see the PTSD they're facing. And that's where I'm trying to help them is. I'm not focusing on the root. I mean, the branches. I'm focusing on the root. I'm like, hey, you gotta get, you gotta be that tree planted by water. You gotta be that tree. I, I'm, I'm taking my time, and I, I know the people God has given me. What we talked about today. Mm-hmm. I know the people He's gave me that I have to help them because there is a fine line between trauma and mental. I think sometimes people are so deep in their trauma that they don't know what that tree look like. They don't know what the tree looks like. That's what part of hopelessness is, Mm -hmm. is that you just be like, not only do I know it's no fruit on my tree, I want you to stop reminding me because I've come to terms that there will never be fruit. There will never be fruit. I've come to, I've changed my expectation. That's the opposite of faith, Mm -hmm. what people don't understand. People are like, well, you know, I'm trying to grow in my faith. Wherever there is no faith, there is hopelessness. So we can't let you stay there too long. No. Because hopelessness kills the tree. It kills the tree. It kills the tree. I was talking to Charity and I said, you know, do I want to be the rose that stays connected to the bush and sees nothing but the bush? Mm. Or am I the rose that's cut and people take me and give me to everybody until I die? die. Mm. That's the choice we make. When we decide to be planted, we decide that no matter what we experience, it might not be as exciting, might not be as fun, might not be as much a new thing, a change of scenery, but I'll always live and not die. Episode 121. I don't know what in the world I'm going to call this, (laughs) but I got a few weeks to figure it out. Thank you, Savannah. Thank you for having me. I thank you for sharing it. And I know there's so many more things we could have touched on. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's perfect introduction. And uh, I look forward to the next time we talk. Me too. Good. Amen. Good. Thank you for having me. I ain't scared nobody away yet. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. All right, Real Church Matters, episode 121. God bless.